Hey there, you're listening to Combo Breaker, a one-two punch of enthusiasm. Each week, I present a tiny interruption to share something that I'm digging on. I'm your host, Cole, and let's just get into it. Oh, oh right. Uh, so, here we go. This week, I wanted to talk about the card game Euchre, which is weird because on this one, I had to do a little bit of research because I don't know much about the origin of the game, and honestly, I don't even know how to describe it succinctly, so I figured I'd just start out with a little bit of my history with the game and see where it goes. So growing up, when family visited or we visited family, Euchre is what we played. It's a four-player card game, and it's 2v2, so it would often be my dad and grandpa against my mom and grandmother, Uh, but it was a social thing in the evening. Music or a, a ball game of some sort would be on, and everyone had their drink of choice. I remember my dad often drank scotch, and at the time I just thought it was really gross, fancy apple juice. Um, But, you know, everyone had their beer or their uh, cherry 7-Up, whatever their drink of choice was. Uh, I have a very uh, vivid memory of the Christmas Eve, the year Majora's Mask came out, and the card games were getting really heated in the other room, and I was in the other room dealing with my own trauma of the moon trying to crush me. Uh, So somehow that's a tangential euchre memory I have. But maybe Euchre's been on my mind because we are rapidly approaching the holidays and the game is just associated with the holidays and togetherness. I downloaded the game on my phone, actually, and if you know me, I have no games on my phone. It's been an adjustment. But growing up, the grown-ups always played Euchre. I didn't start until my tween or teen years, or however tweens... How do tweens work? Uh, But even... But even then, I, I felt left out because I, I wasn't an adult. Uh, but on my dad's side of the family, this is how the family bonded. And when they got together, it's, it was either, hey, we're having a potluck, we're playing euchre. It's a barbecue, we're playing euchre. It's Tuesday, it's euchre. Um, before and after my grandpa passed or passed away, at his funeral, they played euchre. It was definitely a more quiet experience, but that's also just how they coped. And... I don't know. Maybe this game's sticking out to me so much because it's one of the ways I experienced, like, family. And I don't mean that in a depressing way. I'm an only child who went to school and had after-school activities. And mom was always there and dad worked and did his own thing. And maybe life just seemed a little mechanical in hindsight. Ooh, now that I'm writing this. Uh, I don't know. At the time, Euchre was a way... For things to slow down and be together, and granted it didn't happen often, so it just always felt special. So, anyways, once I was 21, it was like I had leveled up. Not that my euchre playing ability got any better, but I could drink beer. So part of the euchre ritual in the family was gathering as much craft beer as possible and then sharing it amongst the family. Everyone had their own, like, rocks glass, so we would open a bottle split it amongst four glasses and then you know sip on that during that hand um let's so euchre let's let's get into it uh let's get into some shit um it's a four player game it's 2v2 with 24 cards there are variants of the game but i'm going to talk about that basic bitch 24 card game uh it's a trick-taking game where one suit is declared the superior uh suit or the trump suit each uh, dealt hand. So in your hand, all non-Trump cards rank lower. This is going to be a fun one too. I didn't even think about this. Okay. So also the cards 
in the 24 card deck are the nines, tens, jacks, queens, kings, and aces. So it's like half the card deck, uh, thus the 24. Uh, there's no table talk communication with your teammates. So like, obvi- obviously you can talk, but you can't be like, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Hearts are good. But this game is fairly popular in the Midwest. My family's from like Indiana and Michigan. Um, and those are two of the big places that it's uh, still popular. I read a few things uh, about it being from Germany. And then there's some stuff that it started in Pennsylvania. Perhaps the version we play today. Unsure. Uh, all I know is that it's it's good. It's a good game. I'm sure there's probably a version of like the game as an app that can actually teach you. Uh, but nothing beats sitting around a table with friends and family to play the game. I love it. Um, so let's get into some of the the minutia. So the dealer deals. The dealer passes out cards. Okay. Cards are distributed. How about that? Uh, the dealer distributes cards. Five cards go to each player. Um, and the last four cards out of math, four players... Five cards each, four cards are left over. So the last four cards are placed to the left of the dealer, and the dealer then turns over that top card. For my beautiful description of the game here, we shall say we flip over the diamonds. The diamonds. So each person, starting with the individual to the left of the dealer, has the option to declare that suit Trump. But with the caveat here is that the dealer gets to pick up that diamond card. So even if I'm right to the left of the dealer and he's on the opposite team, if I say, yes, I want that diamond, I also have to deal with the fact that he now has that one in their, in their hand. And I don't necessarily want that. If everyone passes the card, it is turned over and the dealer doesn't get a new fancy card in their hand. And then it goes around the table once more and someone can call Trump outside of what uh, the previous card, which was diamonds. So let's say in our beautiful description of the game that uh, someone calls Trump. There's also a French game called Eckhart, I believe. And instead of Trump, they say Triomphe. And I might just start to embrace that. But the game for us right now, clubs are Triomphe. Oh, I like that. The player scopes out their five cards, and for this instance, let's say they have three. So if they have three clubs, they potentially have three good chances of getting a point, depending on how the cards fall. This is fucking hard, guys. Bear with me. So so you have to follow suit when you play the game. So let's say if a spade was played first, you have to play a spade card from your hand. The higher the better, um, because you want to be higher than that card that was played. It's like a lot of card games, right? The bigger number takes the trick. But let's say you don't have a spade, and clubs are triumph. You can try to steal the trick by playing a triumph card if you have it. I like this. Let's say clubs are our triumph suit. The hierarchy of the cards change, but only change for the, tri- the trump suit. I can't keep it up. So for us, our clubs... For our, I'll call them the lame and plain suits, our diamonds, hearts, and spades, the hierarchy stays the same. Its aces are, are the highest, and it goes down to nine. But for the trump suit, which is clubs, the highest to lowest goes jack of clubs and then jack of spades. So the jack of clubs is also referred to as the right bower, 
and the jack of spades are referred to as the left bower in this instance. And then it's ace, king, queen, ten, nine. It's weird, right? What I like about Euchre and probably other card games is not all nines and tens are worthless. Sure, they're maybe not great, especially if you have a hand of five of them, but if you have a nine of of the trump suit and things just fall right for you, you'll be able to get a point with that bad boy, which is really empowering because I know when I get some nines and tens, I'm like, oh, well, shit. It's just like fodder and uh, it often isn't the case. Points are rewarded after each hand. Each hand has five tricks or rounds of card played. Ideally, you want to get all five with your partner, and if you happen to get all five, you get two points, with the goal to win the game at ten. If my partner and I only get three or four out of the five tricks, we only get one point because we did okay. But if I call Trump and we beef it big time, two points go to the other team. But if I'm feeling uber confident, I can go solo against the other team. And if I win all of the five tricks, I get four points. Point systems. That's more in the weeds than I wanted. Uh, But how do I talk about a card game without talking about the card game a little, right? Uh, Growing up, it, it would be game after game. Maybe pause for some of Grandma's sugar cookies. But it was very much the family gathering around the hearth vibe for me, you know? I swear the game isn't as complicated, especially with, like, tangible cards in front of you. Me talking into a void about the checks and balances is, well, a a fun puzzle for me, I guess. But um, if you like card games, maybe check this one out. It's a a lot of fun. It's a really great game to, you know, um, spend with friends or family where you want to talk about things and catch up, but also not just sit in a void and like sip your drinks with your like hands awkwardly at your side. And you know, it's hard to talk to people when you watch a movie or TV. So, um, as soon as you like have a little bit of experience with it, the game is like sort of mechanical in a way that like, I don't know, maybe this is just bad on me, but I'm never uber focused on the cards. Like it's something that I can do while I focus on the people around me. Is that why I like this game? Fuck. I don't know. It's a very cool game and like very close to my heart. But yeah, thank you for listening to Combo Breaker for a one-two punch of enthusiasm. I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. And if you did, I hope you share it with a friend. If you want to share something that you're digging on, shoot an email over to weareokretro at gmail.com with Combo Breaker in the subject line. And follow me on the social medias at We Are okay Retro to see new stuff coming out and what I'm up to. I hope you all have a fantastic week. Until next time.